Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today is no exception. We have a great guest all the way from Central Florida. Welcome to the show, Chris Long. Thanks, Victor. Excited to be here. Great to have you here. Now, Chris, you and I have known each other for a number of years, originally from my home city of Ottawa, Canada, where you got your start, currently based in Central Florida. Maybe before we dive into the details of what you're working on right now, give a little bit of your backstory and how you got to this point in your journey. Yeah, I appreciate that. So I grew up in our cold capital of Ottawa, which I always like to say, especially now being in the warm weather of Florida. Started off in the trades as a carpenter, just doing renovations, got my ticket as a licensed carpenter. Uh, As soon as I got my ticket, I started up my construction company. And then I got into, I was always involved in real estate, which is where we met at um, one of our local real estate meetups. And, you know, got into the small residential game, turning a house into a duplex my first time, bought a second house, turned into a duplex. And I always had that construction back end, which allowed me to, you know, put on the belt and, and get things done and grew into a general contractor, ran my construction company for about 10 years. And then um, while I was on that journey, my passion for real estate and my discovery of a need in the marketplace with long yards uh, led me to the infancy of long yards. So a little bit of my history and, and why I started the first long yards in Ottawa, which was basically bootstrapping my first location. You know, as a contractor, I discovered a need that there was tools, equipment, and you couldn't get your own little yard for it. And I was like, how come this doesn't exist? Thankfully, I had a commercial property conveniently eight minutes from my house. And then I decided to start up Long Yards and now we're expanding internationally. So excited for on the journey. What we're really talking about is a segment that now actually has a name. Maybe when you started, it didn't. Today, it's called Industrial Outdoor Storage or IOS for short. And it's a, it's a growing segment. There are contractors that need place to store equipment, to store materials, secure very expensive pieces of equipment that believe it or not get stolen people steal bulldozers and things like that that you would never think would happen and yet it does so when you've got pieces of equipment that are that where the starting price is a quarter million dollars on up they're attractive to steal even though they're not convenient to steal so security is absolutely important and it's a growing need nationwide 100 percent agreed and we're seeing that along years between the need and the um, presence of security. It's one of the reasons we've leased up so successfully. When we started our storage fund, one of the things that we noticed when we looked at the storage landscape, we found that what we traditionally call storage, people think for the most part, you know, these metal buildings with roll-up garage doors and all of that for place to store your extra boxes. In most primary markets, that is saturated. Uh, there's there's oversupply. The institutional players have come into those markets, and we see falling occupancy. We see falling rents. We see more move-in incentives. There are other segments, though, that are underserviced. Now, certainly, secondary markets are underserviced, but we see even in primary markets, this particular segment is underserviced. Boat and RV is underserviced in many primary markets. And so we see this as kind of the, let's say the hole in the Swiss cheese where there's really tremendous, tremendous opportunity that really has not caught the attention of the institutional players. You're absolutely right. And um, that's why we want to scale this because one of our core values as long as is adapt and we do adapt to the marketplace. We adapt to our clients. So the segment is whether or not it's a simple, you just need a yard space. And so that's the long yards model and the yard space is made to adapt to your growing needs. 
But also we introduced long boxes, which are offices that a small business, small landscape company, arborist or what have it needs a little place for their admin to set up shop, keep an eye on inventory, um, help with logistics and shipping um, all the way to the long boxes. So you have now everything a small business can need from infancy um, up to you know a good size operation. And that, that's a large segment of the market. So we feel like we're catering well to those needs. We've seen this segment evolve quite a bit over the last years. If you think about those industrial strip malls, those flex multi-tenant industrial products uh, that might house a plumber or an electrician or someone like that, where you've got a big roll-up garage door and a small office at the front, certainly those are still in demand. But often those businesses run out of space and they need overflow space. I think about landscaping companies where they want to buy material by the truckload. They don't have a truckload worth of space in their in their garage. They need a space to store those materials. You're absolutely right. And it goes from those small businesses, medium-sized businesses, to even homeowners, hobbyists that have uh, a boat and RV, a CDU and a couple toys and they want it in a yard. So it, it, it caters to uh, a wide broad of avatars. So when you're looking at site selection for a product like this, what are some of the things that you're looking for? That's a great question. So we have a tier-based system. It's, you know, obviously the the land and the soil and the location, um, you know, location, location, location. But then, uh, you know, it, it kind of looks simple, the business model on the surface, but I'll tell you, as you know, we've learned working together, it's not easy. So you, this, the slight is very important because the construction costs can vary deeply based on the location, even the distance to the quarry. So we have an internal feasibility tool that allows us to filter through each property. I mean, on a high level, you want to be, you know, close to uh, arteries of main traffic, highways. You want to be ideally on, on good ground, good soil, and you just want to be where the city is growing towards. Uh, those would probably be a couple of uh, bullet points on a high level. Talk a little bit about zoning. Does this need to be zoned rural? Does it need to be zoned in, zoned industrial, commercial, light industrial? What kind of zonings would be appropriate for this product? Zoning has been a very big challenge. In some, as I'm very focused in Florida, we have Ocala. Like they're just simply say no to outside storage unless it's existing and grandfathered in. So in the in the most popular case, it would be industrial. And then it works its way down from different segments of industrial, mostly heavy industrial light. And then you go into commercial zonings. Commercial could be very vague. You really have to read the fine print. And and mostly it doesn't, it's either industrial or commercial. And, and those are the two segments that we're going after. So I can certainly imagine that some communities would be resistant to a product like this coming into an area where they might say, you know what, this isn't particularly a beautiful thing in our neighborhood. What are some of the concessions that cities would demand in order to permit a product like this? Great question, Victor. And that's one of the things we're working um, deeply on is the basically we don't present ourselves like a regular storage yard and we're not. We are like a small business community incubator. And that's the angle that you know we want to communicate to the city. It's not we're here to store a bunch of junk. We're here to support the small business and to um, bring life to the city. And I mean, on you know, the visibility factors would be you know, big landscape buffer around the perimeter. We have beautiful branding that goes on our fencing; it's very clean. Um, we try to keep it at a height that most equipment is going to be stored. You don't get too much of the visibility. So anything that's laid down in the actual yard, which is majority of the storage, uh, you don't really see. So I have a simple philosophy: out of sight, out of mind, and I like that for my clients, and I like it for the perimeter. So good landscape buffer, well lit up, very presentable, 
and clients that are clean and respectful of um, the operations inside the facility as well. Now, you're not going to just take a piece of dirt and put a fence around it and you're in business. We've got to think about things like turning radius for larger equipment. We've got to think about uh, what's the right size, what's the right proportion of space for each individual customer and how you segregate it. How do you work that out or do you just guess? No, there's a lot of checklist tools. And, you know, I had to rebuild my first location several times to factor this in because you make assumptions and what the market tells you is different right from the width of the road to the width of the gate. <clears throat> and obviously in Canada, in winter climates, you got to really strongly factor in the snow and how far do you want to push the snow. So you got to make sure you're you're factoring for large equipment, 53-foot trucks. They got to be able to turn around, move around. Even if you have multiple contractors coming in at certain areas, you got to make sure the gate flow is, is sufficient. So there's, there's a lot of little micro nuances to be considered. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. What are some of the other features that clients ask for in this product? Is it just a fenced yard or are they looking for more? No. So to begin with, I mean, it's, it's like a regular self-storage unit. So just the precedence of like having a gate with a keypad to an outside storage yard is like a nice feature and, and separate. So that's the first impression. Now we have, we give shared camera access. And so once you rent with us, um, you know, you can see what's going on and you can have a camera in your yard. One of the biggest things too, is we want to bring power to the yard. So that's, that's really convenient. And then obviously you have the privacy of your own, your own yard. So, I mean, I, I'm a big believer of keeping it simple and, and keeping it private. And that's what a lot of people just love. And it's actually um, not, in the marketplace it's really hard to find a small area completely private with those security parameters and then obviously we add the other long box features so all these are just little additional what i like to canadian call it little timbits uh to our to our clients but it really helps i love it well chris if folks want to connect if they want to learn more what's the best way Beautiful. I mean, they can reach me at my email at clong at longyards.com. They can check out the website, longyards.com, and find find us through there. And they can also call or text 941-278-1995. Well, Chris, great to catch up. Love what you're doing and excited to see Long Yards Winter Haven coming uh, very soon to fruition, to completion. That's currently in construction. And for the listeners at home, definitely connect with Chris Long at longyards.com. The links will be in the show notes. And in the meantime, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow.